the Danger Junior Fruit Fart Hour is sponsored by the Durian Fruit Group. Durians. They might smell like your grandma's butthole, but it tastes just like her cooking. We'll hear from them and our other sponsors later in the show. Hi! <laughs> Welcome wow. to the Danger Junior Writer's Room. We're back at it again this week. If you haven't listened to us before, we're the show where we get together, talk for about 30 minutes, go write some sketch comedy, and then do cold reads of first drafts and see what works and what doesn't. We Also, sometimes we might not write sketch comedy. And yeah. sometimes also, we only write dramas. Yeah, sometimes I'm going to write something really sad. And sometimes I'm going to write poetry. We'll yep. make you laugh. We'll make you cry. We'll make you. We'll find your. We'll get your address. We'll come to your house, and we will kill you. We will <laughs> give you. Yep. That's that's not a threat. That's a promise. My name is Austin Zessen, and as I introduce my other co-hosts, I'm going to ask the question: What was your favorite subject in school? Mm-hmm. Mine was math. Um. Logan. <laughs> Fuck you, Austin. <laughs> what? Can he what? not say math? I genuinely don't get the anger. Sorry, you're gonna pay hey, me up. The deal? You Are you gonna like give math? me a swirly later, Megan? I'm bad at math. You gonna give me a swirly later? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Logan. Logan Baggerly. And my favorite subject in school was he uh, remedial trigonometry. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like school. Still math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tri- Blake Brown. Blake Brown? Hi, I'm Blake Brown, and my favorite school subject was band. Good call. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a good Specifically one. Specifically jazz band. I thought like about jazz. saying band, but I didn't want to take band from you. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to steal Megan's answer. What's and your it name? it may not be your answer. What's your name? Uh, my name's Jimmy D. Boink. And my answer <laughs> is uh, theater. And I can tell you, it's a specific period, and I'll keep mm-hmm. it short, um, about 10 minutes. And there was this, <laughs> I get the that. teacher was mad as hell that she was there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was like one of those things where she was like, man, I wish I was a real actor, but I just got to deal with you idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this girl, or she just like had a passion for teaching theater. Honestly, it was probably that. And, and <laughs> none of us took it seriously, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and... There, there was this girl that plucked my eyebrows when I was there. It's and hot. It, it really hurt. Yeah. But I thought that it would help me with the ladies. And really, it just made my eyebrows real red uh, when I left theater class. Um, and it looked ridiculous. And there was a gentleman doing cocaine in there. And I thought that was cocaine. pretty interesting. I didn't yeah. partake. but uh, At I, your high school? Yeah, at my high school. Oh, he was whipping real. it out. And I was just like, you know what, man? I don't know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Did you like yeah. do um, any scenes or any monologues? I can't or? remember a single thing. She it was tried, mostly she just taught, the cocaine. Yeah, she yeah. taught us how to waltz. Yeah. That's uh, not. Okay. And you know, <laughs> I, I remember how to waltz to this day. Well, that's good. So um, if I'm ever at a ball, uh, I can get my I can come in with some red ass eyebrows and waltz for somebody. Yeah. And and actually, I want to take mine back. And I'm sorry about that, but I want to take mine back because I actually want to say my real favorite subject, and this is not, I'm not being facetious here. My favorite subject was literature with Brian DeLoach. Mm. Shout outs to Mr. DeLoach. You're one of my best, most favorite teachers, and you're really cool, and you're a good fly fisher, and you're good at cooking barbecue. Hmm. 
Shout out to Mr. Deloach. Thanks, Mr. Deloach. And last but certainly not least, Megan Castleberry. Um, so I don't know, dog. I liked, I mean, I liked my show choir class because I it wasn't, I, I didn't like school a lot. Um, so I liked being in show choir. Um, we actually didn't have a theater class really. There was like theater one was offered. Um, but because I was in show choir, I didn't have like enough electives left to take it. Um, but after we graduated, I also liked Spanish. Yeah. Hmm. After we graduated, Makes sense. um, the guy who taught theater one actually got moved up to a full-time theater teacher. Now they offer a bunch of theater classes, um, but not while I was there. So that wasn't my favorite class because I never got to take it. So how did you, uh, learn that you like theater? Um, I didn't really until I went to college. Okay. Um, I participated in theater, like my freshman year of high school, my, the, the, studio director of my like dance studio um choreographed my fair lady and she had just had ankle surgery and so she asked me to be her assistant um so that i could like demonstrate stuff because she couldn't walk um and i really enjoyed that experience i ended up being in the show because one of the ensemble members got hurt so i like filled in for the ensemble track and i was like wow theater is kind of fun um but i got into it in college because there's not a dance major in the state of tennessee or there wasn't when i started school Mm -hmm. so i had to I couldn't go to school out of state. I mean, I could have, but it was really expensive and I was 17. Um, so I went to school to get my degree in theater with a, with a cognate in dance, which essentially means you have a dance major. And then the dance program, I hated it so bad. And the theater program was just like full of like really lovely people. Um, and I had always enjoyed theater. And so I was just like, fuck it. (laughs) And I, uh, went down to a dance minor and got my degree in theater and I got involved in a theater education program that I still work with. And Did I do more theater than you in high school? Probably. What is this, a competition? Only, Yo, fun story, though. I only did theater because of Markham. Fun story. In high school, I, I had to be in a production of Hello, Dolly, and I had to dance with my good friend, uh, and... Uh, me, she, we had like a duet dance and Megan had to choreograph it and teach it to us. Mm-hmm. And Megan and I had a little bit of a thing at the time. Were we together? At, no, we weren't, no, we weren't yeah. dating, but we were definitely flirting. But I remember she got, she would get super jealous yeah. when I would dance with this girl because I have to like lift her up in the air and stuff. And it was dumb. And, and I had to choreograph it so you for chore- them. So you choreographed him like lifting her up and throwing her into the they were, Yeah, they were yeah. love interests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Just like and this body is a, slamming her. Yeah, this is the part where you're going to hit her with the elbow. And I promise it's really romantic, but you got to really, you got to And I also, I, I also wanted to yeah. play the role that was opposite Logan. Like even before like knowing that Logan would get cast, like that was the role that I auditioned for. I didn't even want the role I got. Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't get it. And I just, I ended up choreographing the show. So yeah, Logan and I did a bunch of theater in high school. Um, but he probably did more than me because I was like a dance head. Like all I did was like, I wanted to be like a prima ballerina in high school. Um, that worked out. (laughs) We're all ballerinas now. And we're all ballerinas. And I was theater president. All right. Oh yeah. We're nice. not talking about that this week. That's like a lot to unpack. Shout out to the Thespians therapist. Club. Yeah, ITS. All right. Before we get to our sketch writing this week, we have to get some inspiration. We have to inspire one another, activate our brains, get them rolling. Megan, you got our question. Yeah, so similar similar theme. Um, I want to know this week, what is the weirdest thing that the school system made you do? Like some like weird activity, like... I don't know. 
the weirdest thing that you did that like Can maybe I, you thought was normal until well, later? I kind of have a story, but it's not so much like a weird thing that the school made me do as much as it was like the whole time I was thinking like it was so strange that I got in so much trouble for some I was like I should not be getting in this much trouble for this that's yeah that's great am I allowed to tell that story and you guys all think of a weird story while I'm so um it was probably my second day of my freshman year of high school I was I was it was I had just gotten into high school and my mom you know I, I was I don't, I don't want to say I was like a trouble kid in high school but I definitely wasn't one of the good kids in high school and so yes I was like real new to to my freshman year in high school and um the way that our school did I'm sure this is how every school did it ever but I don't know anything about anything and I don't know anything about the world and so at you know you would get your lunch period you would go into the lunch and then it's just an all-out brawl it's just like one big room you go get food you come and sit down for 25 minutes whatever um so I'm with my friends who are all my friends at the time right we go sit down and that day they had happened to have spaghetti and meatballs for lunch and I go, I sit down. I had actually brought my lunch, but my friend, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say his name. Uh, I was mm-hmm. sitting down, but my friend Roger, that's a <laughs> good cover, good cover. Um, I, w- I just want to start beeping names out. My friend, beep. We always use the same name. Garrett. Yeah. Garrett. <laughs> Garrett. Yeah. Um, had um, brought a, like a, a brown paper bag and he took the two meatballs that you got with your spaghetti, and they were very large, and he put them in the brown paper bag. And he was like, guys, look, it's all ball sack. It's balls. And then we and we were all, what, 14 years old. That's funny. Yeah, and so we're, like, howling like chimpanzees. Like, we're, like, ah, fucking it's balls. Right, we were, like, <laughs> we're going nuts for it, right? And he's, like, he, like, gets up, and he's, like, dancing around, like, wiggling the <laughs> paper bag around, and I'm, like, holy shit, this guy's killing. This guy's <laughs> killing right now. Like, I just remember thinking, like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And so I was, like, hey, let me see that bag. And I took the bag, and I go over to another table where a friend of mine was at, and I show her. I'm, like, look, it's fucking balls. And she's, like, dang, you, you're gross. You're so gross. I'm, like, ugh. And I turn around and I'm like, you think that's gross? Check this out. And you pulled um, your ball sack out. No, I didn't pull Damn. my ball sack out. I will and not get me And he's like, why am I getting in trouble for this? I will not get me too. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> um, I, I said, check this out. And I turn around and about 20 yards or so away, I, I had walked, we'll say 15 yards to, you know, for the sake of conservative. Mm-hmm. I had I, I was away from my original table, right? That's how far I had walked away. And and there's a straight shot from me to that table. And I was like, hey Coleman. And he goes, Oh shit, mega tea bag. And I run at him full speed and I jump up in the air and I push his head and jump over his head and brush the top of his head with the bag. And I teabag him with the paper bag. Full of spaghetti and meatballs. Full of spaghetti and meatballs. And I know what you're thinking. I'm not a god. I am a human. I'm a mortal, just like all of you. I know that's the funniest thing you've ever heard in your entire lives. And you're all taken aback. You're at a loss for words. I get that, okay? I sit down, king of the castle. Everyone's like, that guy, he's he's going places. That guy's got a career, right? I'm really vibing. 
just chilling with the homies. At this point, I've got this new social. I'm, I've got I've got this new standing in the in the hierarchy of of freshmen. And I hear someone like, "Get over here!" And I'm like, "Is it Scorpion, Scorpion. from Mortal it's Kombat?" Scorpion. Yeah. I look. Our SRO, our our school cop, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is coming at me full bore. Yeah, is coming at me full bore like a water buffalo. Like, just like basically running at me like I had run at Coleman earlier. He runs up to me and he grabs me by the arm and he yanks me up. And I'm like, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm like, it's not me, I promise. And he was like, you know what I should do? I should take you away. I should put you in my squad car because of what you did. And I was like, what? Like, it don't have drugs. I've never done drugs. Like, I was so... I mean, I'm, I'm incredulous at this point, yeah. thinking, like, obviously, he's got the wrong guy. Like, I'm the funny, cool guy that everybody likes. You see what I just did? You see that cool shit I just did, man? Come on. He pulls me out of the cafeteria, takes me into the vice principal's office. I'm not joking about this. And you guys can call my mom after this is over and ask her. He slams handcuffs on the table. And he was like, you see those? You should be in those right now. What? Yeah, he's like yelling at me. I'm 14. <laughs> I'm a 14-year-old kid who just did the coolest thing I've ever done. I've probably got three girlfriends waiting yeah. for me back in the outside of prison. I'm the king of the, I'm the king of the cafeteria, right? The vice principal comes in. She's almost in tears. Like she's like Jesus Christ. So she's like I can't believe that you made me see you do that basically and her whole thing and the sro wasn't there so he just like is going off what she told him yeah she says that i to this day says that i sexually assaulted her by her having to watch me do that across the cafeteria a 14 year old boy to another 14 year old boy just like literally around she couldn't believe it she had a high schooler she she knew it was fake. She right? fill a brown paper sack. I, I to this day I think that she thinks meatballs. I just have monster nuts, and those were my real. That was my real testicles. Oh, they're so papery. Yeah, brown. Why, oh, why do they smell like maybe mozzarella? She, maybe she's just <laughs> never seen a real ball sack, a ball sack yeah. before. So they. So she goes, and of course, you know whose whose word are you going to take? You're going to take the adult's word. So she takes me to the principal. The principal suspends me for a week and a half. I, for a while, was a Ayo. blue dot. No, it was the other guy. She was our sophomore year. Oh, yeah, I, there didn't, was a different I didn't guy go to, your, year. to our high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, our freshman year. Um, I was a blue dot on Neighborhood Watchdog for two years. I was literally what? like, yes, I'm not joking about this, man. As a 14-year-old? As a 14-year-old. A registered Democrat. A registered Democrat Logan, on Neighborhood we Watchdog. we have been married for almost two years, you know and I didn't story, know that you were a Megan. registered sex offender. You know the story. Well, what <laughs> happened was, well, what happened was like, that's not even legal. Like yeah. the way that they did it is not even legal. And so my mom just like went to court and went to a bunch of stuff. It was like, my kid is not a CC. 
He's a he's a he's hilarious a he's a hilarious Republican. god of the yeah. cafeteria. I don't know if she went to the judge and she was like, "I'm sorry, sir. I don't know if you saw." Uh, his friend Callie's going to come in. She's going to show you on her phone. She got a recording of the day, and the judge was like, oh, this kid's obviously awesome. Can you do a kickflip? And I was like, yeah, I can do a kickflip. And he was like, all right, you're fine. So I'm not a blue dot on Neighborhood Watchdog. But He's like, how just, low can you limbo? Yeah. And you're like, uh, how about infinity amount? Uh, how about all really the way low. to the flow? Man, Logan, I really yeah. thought you were going to tell a story about penis inspection day, but I guess we're just going to skip right over no, that one. No, penis inspection day, uh, is. I'm not allowed to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I signed an NDA. Uh, oh, really? No, I was just joking. Oh. Yeah, well, that's a story for another day. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so that was just weird, right? That is like, pretty yeah. weird. Like, yeah. It's a pretty weird thing. How strange is it? But I got to finish Uncharted, Uncharted two. Mm. Uh, that's 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 yeah, the real. I've always uh, thought yeah. suspension was kind of a terrible punishment because, like, for a kid like me who was like a fucking goody two shoes and shit, it's like that's a terrible punishment because there's assignments that you can't turn in, so your grades are going to go down. Mm-hmm. But for a kid who doesn't care about their grades who is misbehaving at school and like some like skipping school or whatever. It's like, if you suspend them, you're telling them they get what they want. Well, your parents kind of have to be hard asses about it because like, so that time I did get to finish a PS3 game, which was dope. Yeah. But the second time I got suspended, my mom gave me a five gallon bucket of bleach and a sponge and made me clean the entire church gymnasium. Right. But I feel like I would say most of the time kids who's, who are misbehaving like that, it's because like they have like fucking parents who don't care and shit. And so it's like, They're just going to... I don't get it. I really don't get it. Mm. The school system... Has failed. And we're going to go more into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's actually what this episode's about. I failed you, Anakin. I got a weird one. I have failed you. No, no, please. So this one isn't as cool or funny, uh, but in the eighth grade that was in (laughs) the state of Texas, that's U.S. history. That's when you're learning U.S. history. Okay. And I had Miss... Oh, my gosh. We... Oh, gosh. You're not supposed to say her name anyway. Mrs. V. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. This is Mrs. Garrett. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. Um, she's our U.S. history teacher. She called the computer the magic box. Okay. <gasps> this is um, and she look. I'm not going to say she your name, woman? but anyone who went to my middle school can attest she did look like a very cute bulldog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a French bulldog. Very cute French bulldog. Okay. With very long, straight black hair. Mrs. V had these weird lectures which she would randomly shout about George Washington mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Declaration of Independence. Right now? <laughs> yeah. For the listeners, I pointed my finger up and down. Like yeah. I had my arm all the way up and I pointed mm-hmm. down at mm-hmm. the student as if it was derogatory and yet insightful. Mm-hmm. That was her entire vibe that entire year. Wild. Our major assignment. Now, folks. Um, was the the Constitutional Convention. All right. That's when the all the rich white landowners got together and they made the Constitution. They made the Constitution, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they made the Bill of Rights. And so you were each assigned a different person in the convention and you got to learn about them and what they thought about all the different things that were added to the Constitution, what they said in the meetings. That part was interesting. Sure, right? Yeah, I thought it was going to be you have to do a research project. Mm-hmm. No. For a whole week of school, mm-hmm. we had to dress up and pretend we were oh, that person. Hell yeah. Oh, like method acting? Oh, method cool? acting. And you just got to say what they said. So you just repeated and you just learned. You didn't even really learn because all we had to do was stand up, say the thing our person said to say, and then sit back down. 
There was no real learning involved, and it just made me think that large meetings are stupid and nothing gets done in them. And this yeah. is how the musical 1776 was written, by the way. Yeah. And the, right after that, we watched the musical 1776. Which is yeah. garbage, by the Hell way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trash. And I, I don't understand. Like, it would have been a better assignment if it was like, now you get to say what you think should be done on these <laughs> things. But no, it's like, oh, yeah, we get to learn that a lot of these people wanted... Um, slaves not to be counted. Mm-hmm. And then well, they like, don't. Three fifths. Mm-hmm. What a great idea! Austin, yeah, I just they thought, don't. They don't want you to form your own ideas. I love the yeah. idea of a thirteen-year-old like standing up and being like, "And they should be counted as three fifths of a human." Like it's like a thirteen-year-old person. Yeah, like, yeah. Here's the thing: yeah. you got points off if you didn't say what you're. If you didn't contribute every day. Oh my god! So if you were a person who was like, I don't think this should be counted. <laughs> You had yeah. to say that. Thank God I was oh like someone God. from the Northeast Who Coast. Are you? Yeah. Who are you? Uh, fuck. Someone from Gary Massachusetts. Oldman. One of the Massachusetts guys. Okay. okay. So I was just like, Bernie we shouldn't. I was, I was Bernie Sanders. I yeah. was Bernie Sanders in the Constitutional Convention. I think that people should not have slaves. That's my Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh my that was God. really bad. Oh, that was no. really bad. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so a bunch of kids that had to be Jordan like. Peterson. Aged Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Kids were just like, yeah, they shouldn't be counted. They're not real people. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Wild. So here's my theory on both of those people. Your vice uh, principal, Logan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and your teacher, mm-hmm. Austin. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett and mm-hmm. Mrs. Garrett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These teachers, in my opinion, they don't have lives. Yeah. They don't have a life outside of school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's as simple as that. I'll leave it well, there. I love how, like, I, I just think it's so funny the way that that teachers think that uh, people learn (laughs) because it's like, I understand the concept of like you learn by doing, but uh, you definitely don't learn by making kids do something embarrassing, like dressing up like a Mm -hmm. historical figure and then saying things that they actively disagree with. Like that's so fucked up. Did they provide costumes or did you have to bring your own costume? You had to bring your own. You got extra points based on how good you did. And if you build your family a house, you got a a median A. It's like that's a a project for a costuming (laughs) class. That is a project for yeah. people whose parents had more time and money yeah. to spend yeah. on their child. Yeah, because like, I would have been so embarrassed, like with my funds as a kid, like mm. trying to figure that out. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that would have been like. Terrible. Listen, I would have fucking killed that project because that's the kind of I'm a theater person. Mm. Like that's what I do, mm. and because I was an overachiever in high school. But like when I think back on projects like that, I'm like, man, that was fucked up that they made us do yeah, that. Yeah, I would have just dressed up as Luigi Mario from the Mario Brothers. <laughs> And uh, I would have just spoken in an Italian accent the whole time. And you had to wear it all day? Yeah. Yeah, Like some of those kids wore it all day. Some of them even wore the wigs. I was lucky enough to where I had theater right afterwards. Mm. Right? So I would go in the morning. I would dress up. So I had two periods of looking like an asshole. And then I could go to theater and change out of it and just be like a normal kid. And when you went into theater, they just beat you. And they're like, we're doing Grease. Yeah. We're not doing (laughs) Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Hamilton hadn't even existed yet. They're like, stop creating musical genius. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Wild, bro. Jimmy, are you going next? Yeah. um, This one was, uh, this just popped up in my head. And I'm so glad you asked this question. Because I literally forgot about it. Probably even the day it happened until now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was one of those... Okay, so it's like, we had this day, and I knew it was coming, and this was such a huge deal to me. Mm -hmm. They had this lady come. To me, she was from the future. (laughs) Like, because this was a small town. And she... and. This is when Google like just came out and like the internet, you like, you can search things, you know, like, yeah. um, like we're just starting to understand 
and realize like what we could do with a computer. And, you know, I think I was like maybe in sixth or seventh grade. Uh, and, and, uh, I don't remember which teacher it was maybe reading or something. She's like, there's going to be a lady coming uh, Friday and she is going to tell you, uh, you're going to find out what your future job is. And we're oh. like, what? She's like a oh, career no. counselor. Yeah. And, 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 and I had no identity. I was not interesting at anything. I had no, so to me, this was like, oh, this is, she's going to, she's not going to ask me questions. She's just going to tell me what it is. Well, no, it, <laughs> corn counter. Well, to me, I was just like, I'm going to find out. I get yeah. to know, yeah. you know, this is going to be so awesome. You will size feet. <laughs> you will size people's feet. Um, so th- I'm literally thinking about it like the whole week, like, what am I going to be? You know, uh, <laughs> I love this idea of this hopeful little Jimmy. Yeah, I know. I was just like, yeah. what? Like, and no one else seems to give a shit, but mm. little um, Jimmy to me looks exactly how you look. Just really small and little, with a backpack. Yeah. Little Jimmy to <laughs> me looks like, backpack. looks like a, of of someone that's three and a half feet tall, but with long, dark hair and a beard. Yeah. Like you <laughs> still have all the same looked, facial features. He was a little scene I looked like. A person that you should kick their ass. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like you should like, <laughs> we I look like you should walk up to me and just beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> what That's happens? We do. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so we get to the day and, and, you know, and everyone, it seems to be become, become more real to everyone. And like, we start talking about it. We're in line and you know, what do you think you're going to be like? Oh, I already know. I'm going to be a vet. You know, I'm definitely, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a veter- veterinarian, mm-hmm. you know, and she's given us this whole spiel and like, we're like, it's like, we're really thinking about it and, and it gets quiet almost cause we're like anticipating. And the system is, is that you walk into a room and you reuse the computers and you fill out a questionnaire, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and on the computer and it's silent. It's like, you know, they're like, no talking, you know, and we're like, okay, we're just like, we're, and everyone seemed to be taking it pretty seriously. There are very like. Uh, course instructions. She's like, don't touch anything until I tell you to. And, you know, like literally she was like very strict. And I'm like, she's from NASA. Mm-hmm. Like in my head, I'm making up the story. Like she's, she's from the future. Like yeah. she knows like guys listen to her, you know, <laughs> like in my head. Um, and we're going to do it in rounds because there's only so many computers. Well, the first, you know, like round of kids goes in and I'm sure we probably did it by last name and it's a small town. So there's only like, maybe 70 of us or whatever. Uh, the first round goes in and as she's given instructions, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to log in, you know, log in with your name. You're going to, and you just hear like some keyboard noises in the back, like, like a kid, like <laughs> just, you know, like typing away. And then she loses her mind on this. What? Kid. And she, yeah, this poor kid. And she's like, you, you're ruining it. You're never going to get a career. What? You're, she's like, get out right now. And she, yeah, she straight up just like loses her mind on this kid. And Cause then, he like started too early or something. Yeah. Cause he, maybe he wasn't, he were kids, you know, yeah. like sixth graders and, and he's just like, and maybe he, he probably knows how to like, maybe kind of use it. So he's just like, you know, dorking around or something. And she just loses her mind on this kid. And then he walks out and in my head, I'm like, he's never going to have a career. Yeah, mm. I was like, he's going nowhere. Oh I want to know God. where where he is these days. Yeah, he's probably dead. I was going to say probably. That's dead. exactly what I was going to say. It's so funny that you bring that up. I'm sorry, are you finished? No, no, that's pretty much the story. Okay, I'm so so glad you brought that up because I think about that because I had that at my school mm, and uh, I did the computer program and I will never forget my recommendations for careers. Mm-hmm. One was 
I think it was like a counselor. It was like pretty normal. Um, the other one was dolphin trainer. I got dolphin <laughs> trainer out of all of Shut my. Up. Well, that actually I makes you, you should not. totally have done that. It's every, not too late. In the dolphin every mythos dolphin. that is Danger Junior Riders Room, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is literally every dolphin. Every right dolphin now. right now. Yeah. Just want to be trained. Uh, I. I I have to wonder what my life would be like if I took that seriously. Good. You want to know what I got? What'd you get? Teacher, comma, teacher, comma, janitor, dolphin, comma, no. custodian, educator. No. Custodian, educator. <laughs> they were like, "Yo, he's gonna work with trash." This guy. Yeah. He's got to teach something. Yeah. He's got to teach. Custodian, educator, dolphin so, like, trainer. You educate on how to like not litter or something. Check it out. This is yeah, like clean. I train. You teach people custodians. how to shit. Hey, kid. Oh. Yeah, you know, you might say that's just one piece of trash. What if everybody said that's just one piece of trash? That's 7.4 billion pieces of trash. Well, when you answer those questions as a kid, yeah. you know, you're answering as like you, your full, fully formed mental yeah, adult no, mind. Yeah, you're a child. I'm answering as if like yeah. God or my parents are watching and I'm yeah. doing the answers they uh, want. Yeah. And right. it's like, and it's right. like, what's your favorite thing? And you're like, I like when I throw the vapor in the trash can and say Kobe and it goes in and they're like, we got a fucking job. Uh, I like we helping gotta, people. Yeah. We got a job for you, bro. Um, Rest in peace, Kobe. Like, mm. do you have another story or are you just riffing? I was just riffing. You, I mean, I can go right now. Go, if you want. go for it. Are you sure? I'm, I'm so ready to hear your story. Okay. If you insist. Blake, Dolphin Trainer uh, Brown. So, um, it's funny. You think about high school and there are so many things that are just like buried deep down in there that you just never unpack ever. Um, <laughs> this that is, that was a pause. This is, there's one episode where Logan's like, I feel like every week we're just, this is like Blake's therapy. Mm-hmm. He's like every week we're just going to delve deeper into Blake's trauma. Mm-hmm. And you literally started this story with like, you know, those things that you just bury really deep and never touch them ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered I when I said uh, that because I was thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and there are there are several where it's just like mm-hmm. I could say this, but it wouldn't be a, a comedy podcast at this point. Hell yeah, yeah. it would definitely. It we, would be we, a huge bummer. We prefaced this mm-hmm. episode by saying sometimes things get sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my story is funny, but so. it better not get sad because if it does get sad. What are you gonna do about it, dude? I'll gonna, I'll leave do? the podcast uh, and start another funny. Well, podcast. I won't make you do that. So, um, first of all, sex ed. What's the deal with that? You know, they show yeah, you that video in 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 school, and it's like I don't want to know what this dingling does. So you know, I don't want to. I just want to go ahead. I'm sorry. Quickly down. interject. Uh, so I don't know what most people's videos videos were, but my gym teacher, he turned the video just to himself. You know how they, they come in with the rollers? Mm-hmm. And then he just read the subtitles, and I don't know if that's normal. Please go on. That's not normal, actually. <laughs> Do you not show you anything? <laughs> he just he narrated. It was like a Christian town, so. Yeah. He's a psychopath. He's Wait. a psychopath. He narrated a sex ed video? It? No, but he, he his by his facial expressions, I was pretty sure how it worked. He's like... Yeah. He's watching it because he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah he's, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, this one's all for me. Yeah, there was a lot like, of those. He's like, huh. So it's saying here. <laughs> okay, sorry. Blake. It's saying here so, sometimes they grow hair. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. All right, next slide. Can I so actually? Can I actually say something funny off of that? So we didn't. Well, I did not. I was. We did not watch any kind of video. No imagery. Nothing. Same thing. Same. And mm-hmm. they were essentially. You know, they talk about like you're gonna grow hair down there and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, by that time, like I don't know about y'all. I already had pubic hair in. No, it took you know, me a my long time. Sophomore year of high school, but I was so confused about 
because they they didn't teach us fucking anything. So when they're Megan like, Megan looked like a fawn from <laughs> Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe <laughs> from the from the belly button down with the, no, with like, the backwards knees and everything. <laughs> So I didn't, they didn't explain how like... What are the horns? <laughs> they didn't explain how anything for like the opposite gender worked. And I was like, well, I have hair. And so that means that boys have hair, right? That's a logical step. However, I thought that the penis would also be hairy. <laughs> it is. So, it is. So the first time that Logan and I had sex and I saw his penis, I said, Where's the hair? And then he just <laughs> cried. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean? I it was, was like, taken I thought, from me as a child. <laughs> I was like, I thought penises would have hair on them. When she, You're like, I'm circumcised. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, dude. The, Sex ed a, sucks. Yeah. I thought that. I legitimately I thought. I lost my mind. She actually <laughs> did say, where's the hair? And I fell out of the bed. I fully Like I fell thought out it was bed. like a shaft covered in hair. How fucked up is that? Yeah. Yeah. Sex ed, man. Okay, Blake, go ahead. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna write a character into my sketch called Sex Eddie. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Uh. Anyways. I'm, um, I'm gonna ask the question next week. Like, what's the most like hairiest part of your body? That's it. <laughs> no, just like something along the lines of like the weirdest thing you thought about sex before you figured it out. So, um, I think, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, go ahead. So I think my, my actual answer, um, is probably, I don't know if you guys ever had shattered dreams, the shattered dreams program come to your school. Oh, I thought you about this. I was like, some of my dreams have been shattered. Yes. You guys ever had one of those shattered (laughs) dreams? I know I have. (laughs) There's a program Uh, called shattered dreams. Yeah. You don't know about this. I don't know if they have this. this. Oh, I'm so excited for y'all. Y'all probably know. Y'all are from Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. I think this was just your dad, man. This this is your dad doing a thing. Your dreams will never be realized. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you. You will never be an NFL running back yeah. ever. Is Look that at your you stature. Is Look at your you build. You're you're crushable. You're, you're a dolphin trainer you're at best. Crushable. You're best. you're a beatable boy. Yeah. I'm gonna oh. beat. I'm just kidding. My dad. <laughs> my dad loves me. Uh, <laughs> anyways, no. Shattered Dreams is um, it's this really weird program where they come to your high school and they. They have some some kids from your class sit out for a couple of days. It's like a two-day program. And, you know, nobody thinks anything of it. The person doesn't show up to class. And then the next day, they're like, hey, we need everybody to come down to the front of the building. Everybody from oh, no. this class. And as you're going down, they have all of these, like, fake in-memoriam <gasps> pictures and everything like posted up all over the walls of these people that were not in school and they quote unquote died from a drunk driving accident and so it's like an anti anti anti-partying anti-drinking and driving do those kids get paid to skip school no way dude they're kids they don't can you imagine i would have oh i would have killed to been one of the kids been like in on the secret well they were so fucked up that's died. really. That's also very fucked up. Shadow dreams. Yeah, imagine them. they imagine didn't just bring like, a car and wrap around a tree. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, so yeah, for real. I mean, honestly, that's more ethical. Yeah. The so <laughs> imagine 
being, by the way, one of the kids that they you have to go home, and then they don't tell you why you're staying home. They're, you're just like sick. Two yeah, three they, days off. They tell yeah. the kid that stays home, all your other friends died from drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't go back to school. They get a, stay, they home, like, stay home. Stay home. Be a, sad. They get like, a big dose of it. Imagine going back to school the next day, and all your friends are just like... <sighs> Yeah. Like they just like they see you and they thought you were dead. They're yeah. like Tommy, Tommy, like, they're, like freaking out. Well, like, get this. This okay. is this is the crazy part. What? So they have the in memoriam posters and everybody's filing down the hall to the front of the building. Right? Don't you say I'm it. Going Don't say you it. Say I'm going to say it. I'm going to say exactly what happened right now. So you go out to the front of the building. <laughs> And they have a demolished car. Oh, I thought you were going to say they had that kid laying in a coffin. Oh, shut up. They do that. They (laughs) do that. Kind of. queen. From what I remember, from what I remember, they, I think they might have showed a video as a precursor. And then you go out to the, you go out to the front of the building. Then there's this, this crashed car that looks all beat up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that song's playing. And there's a speaker, and they're like, don't drink and drive. This is what happens. And then it's all the kids that stayed home from school. They're all in the car, and they have, like, makeup on no, them. No, they they're don't. Bloody this is real. This is worse than my thing. coffin idea. You can literally look this up and Google it, and this is... Do the parents have to agree? This is real. To, like, let their I'm, kids do I'm this? I'm sure. Do they make can you imagine what would happen if they didn't tell the t-shirts. parents, and then some this kid, like, films yeah. it? Yeah. Like, oh, oh my God. Put our logo on their shirts. Yeah. It, uh, sexual Eddie died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's what I thought you were going to say, and this is why I was losing my mind, is that the kids, they took the kids from the school and they, like, gave them meth or something. I don't know why this is funny. What? But they, <laughs> but they, like, they drugged them? We're going to cut this out. But Are we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> so they gave, they got them addicted to meth. Yeah. And then it, they wait, they waited, like, four or five years. And then they brought them back. <laughs> hey, kids, I know you're wondering and, what happens. And this is what happens. Kids, you I know, know you're thinking about what and, happens when you and, do meth. Yeah, and they well, parade them around. Remember your friend Thomas? Look at look at these little zombies. Let's see how they don't have teeth. Dude. On the streets, they call this kid sexual entity. <laughs> I, you you don't want to know him. why. Yeah, you remember him as little Edward. Little Edward, no but, more. Okay, so Blake, if they did this every year, did they do it every year? Because then, like, you would kind of know. Uh, I think it was a, a big thing that they did for the senior class every year. Like high a, school? I was gonna say like oh, a yeah, no, like four-year-old. I actually thought this was like. 12-year-old. No, this was like seniors in high school. People that were already drinking a lot. And probably drinking. Well, we were drinking and driving for sure. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, come on. It's Texas Hill Country. Nashville, Tennessee, man. What else are you going to (laughs) do? Just kidding. I'm not glorifying sex. I mean, uh, (laughs) 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 sorry. I just read my uh, notes. Uh, I'm not glorifying drinking and driving I want you to know I I am glorifying sex. Yeah. Uh, That is my strong stance. Blake, I think that's crazy because... So this is a funny, this is a little, a little fun fact about the hometown Logan and I grew up in. Um, it has one of the highest death rates of, um, kids under 18. Mm. Um, and I went to two different high schools. They're all knife fighting. Yeah. I went to two different high schools. Um, but it's not, that's the thing is that it's like a very Christian conservative town. So it's not like, like the kids just die. It's like kind of mysterious. Anyway, 
when I was in high school at the both high schools that I went to, I actually went to like four different yeah. funerals. I went to like four or five different funerals of kids that got in car like accidents. assemblies of like funerals. What? Yeah, so yeah. Here? no, dude, no, well, just over fa- the course we, of high we school. had they, they were real, right? What I was they were I'm real. sorry, I'm yeah. gonna interject. Uh, what I was going to say, um, we had four people die in one semester at um, I won't say my high school, not that it matters, who cares? Um, but uh, my yeah, we had a, a teacher die from cancer. Somebody killed herself with a gun in the in the bathroom across wow. from the, my history teacher's in the office with the candlestick. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so when I was in elementary school, <laughs> um, well, actually, I want to ask I want to ask a question first. So, so the first one is something that the school system made me do, but I'm interested to know if it was a nationwide thing or like if you guys had it here in Texas. Did you guys do the the AR accelerated reading? Yes. The, the Armalite 15. Yes, there's AR. There's I AR. That. What is that, like a speed read? It's like competitive yeah, reading. Yeah, you like get points you, for completing a book, and there's like comprehension You have to, you have to take like a little quiz. For real, dude? And, and it was like, no, they would... arm wrestled. Oh, great. AR wrestled. They would do like, um, like prizes for mm-hmm. to the class that, had, that got the most AR points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, party. And then you had to, you like each grade level had an AR reading level assigned to it. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't read books outside of your AR level. Dog, you used to drive me crazy. So like, not only could you not read higher than your, than your AR grade level, you couldn't read lower either. So like you couldn't read for fun if there was nothing. There and was you, like, you had to read like a certain amount of nonfiction. Cause you had to take, you had to do a certain amount of nonfiction tests and stuff like that. Yeah. There was like no way to like game the system. Cause how you did could they enforce like, it? Your library. It was like oh, a grade. Oh, I, we, t- so we totally like, gamed the system. We had like a reading I wanted... grade. Uh-huh. And so it's like your AR, essentially how you have an English grade and your English tests accumulate to make your English grade. Your reading grade is accumulated from your AR tests. So you had to do like a certain amount of them per week. And then those points gave you a reading grade. Yeah, and I wanted to like, because like the, the higher level books were like worth more points. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to read like the Silmarillion and just yeah. like crunch that shit and get 300 points. But you're not allowed because I was in fourth grade. Which so. the elementary school that I went to, um, there was one main structure building which had the cafeteria and like a couple newer classrooms and then the office. And then the rest, oh, and then there was a separate building that was a gymnasium that was like basically just a giant warehouse, like a barn, and then trailers. It was, was by the way, she went to the most redneck elementary school. It was literally just a bunch of double wild trailers. Not even portables, trailers. Like literally double wide trailers. Like it, like it, like like the foreman on a construction job. Before I went to school there, they used porta potties. No, they didn't. Yeah. Before no, I went, they to taught in porta potties. Come on now, yeah, they get seven <laughs> kids in there, um, and that's where you get the books. So, like our granted, you know, we had the AR system because the county had the AR system, but our, my school's library had maybe three hundred books in it. So, like, wow. there wasn't that's a, a lot of books. Selection anyway, it would take but you anyway, a while to read through. I was just curious if you guys even had that. But the yeah. the the weirdest thing that that my school system made me do is that at that elementary school, um, every year. In the spring, these guys would come and they would, it was like in your gym class, which you went to like maybe twice a week or something, maybe three times. Um, they would teach you how to fly fish so and it cool. was required. It's kind of cool. So like you would go and they would set like in the gymnasium, they would have like targets set up. Um, and it was, 
essentially the same thing as the presidential fitness test, which I don't... Did you guys have that? I'm having oh, yeah. deja vu, and yes, yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we, we asked that um, last mm-hmm. week. So, so it was That's like that, but it was it for fly fishing. Life. So, like, you had to, like, shoot it. You had to, like, pick out the right bait for All whatever. Right, I'm Buster Jones. <laughs> this is my partner, Sex Eddie. <laughs> and we're going to teach y'all how to fly fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sex Eddie's got something to say. And they would, like, you had to, like, hit the targets and stuff, and you would get, like, points and, and shit. So then, so then they would do that. You did like a week of that, and then the second week they would teach you barn dances. So like, they you would do like line dances, and you would do barn dances like. Um, and all the teachers just wore overalls with no shirt. <laughs> Damn. No. Yeah. Um, y'all listen up. <laughs> listen up, y'all. So we we learned like um, the Virginia reel and the. Um, there's like one of them's called like the Big Mountain Circle or something like sure. that. Yeah, you we would, had that in Texas. Yeah, yeah, you would like learn barn dances in gym class. So I always thought that was funny because later when I grew up, I was like, oh, like I was telling a story one day, and I was like, oh yeah, you guys remember that one that one thing that you did when they would, they would come and teach you the fly fishing, and they were like, what? They taught you fly fishing. Yeah, and it, it wasn't even like a county thing. It was literally just it was my just school because yeah, I, I lived so weird. in bum or I lived and went yeah, to school be. in bumfuck nowhere. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, my elementary school was tore down by a tornado. It's not even there. Rest anymore. in peace. Yeah. It was a tornado <laughs> in a trailer park. Like, yeah. At some point, <laughs> and, then, at some and point. then the teachers were like, if y'all all knew fly fishing, this wouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of fucked up stuff. Hey, this that is what school... happens when y'all don't pay attention. We're having school outside now. a tornado. Now. We're having school outside now. I hope you're happy. Uh, there's a lot of fucked up stuff that, you know, the school system like made me do and it was like weird, but I always thought that one was the funniest because it was so unique to my school. Fly fishing. All right. We're going to go away for a little bit. We're going to write some sketches. Uh, we'll come back to you guys after the break. Hey, y'all, just wanted to take a quick break from the show while we're riding to talk to you about our sponsor this week, the Durian Fruit Group, all right? Now, these guys, I know you've heard about them. They're smelly, but I've had a couple. Yeah, Logan? I'm sorry, man. I can't talk about fruit this week. What what are you doing? I got something heavy on my heart, and I got to talk about it, and I know you know what I'm going to talk about. You know, Logan, I think you all know what I'm going to talk about. I hate money, and I like talking about feelings. Let's do it. That's good because I would like to, I would like all of us to take a moment to recognize our number one fan. And he's a legend and he's an mm. absolute Chad. Okay. And his name is Cho Nadan. Oh, man. I, uh, I love Nadan. I didn't know where you were going with that, but I'm glad that we ended up here because yeah. I'd also like to give a shout out to Chona Don. Yeah. Number it, one. Does everyone want to give well, like a little like individual danger shout junior out to daddy. I'd just like to give a shout out. What's his first name? Not on. Not on. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I didn't know if that was his last name. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not on. And I, I would just like to give a shout out to. Not on. What do you, what do you like about him? Yeah, what's your I favorite like, thing about not on? So one thing that I like, <laughs> it's a smell. Yeah. And let me describe it to you. Okay. You know when you buy like an array of spices and and like freshly picked flowers, 
and you just mm-hmm. like crunch the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then you put them in a pot and mm-hmm. then you boil some water and mm-hmm. just the smell of like lavender and uh, Texas blue bonnets. Shout out Texas. Uh, it just feels the, the room and then you just feel like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel when I think of it. Let's that. all say our favorite thing about not on. All right. So that's Jimmy's favorite thing. Blake? Um, honestly, just... Uh, his his beautiful, rich baritone voice, um, and honestly, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's like that's one of many things. There's mm-hmm. so many things, but every mm-hmm. time I talk to that guy, mm-hmm. it just—I mean, the 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 voice could fill a room. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's like it's like he's speaking velvet into mm-hmm. that's true into the world. Mm-hmm. And so. I've, I already said a thing, but I'm just that mine didn't count because we just started the game. And I was just going to say grooming. Like, yeah. do you mm. make your own shampoo? Because yeah. your he hair must. is gorgeous. It's you know just what it is? thick and full like you that. You know what it is? Oh. No, it's yeah. it's not. And he told me this the other day. It's, oh, it's really? mane and tail. Uh, he uses horse shampoo. And That's by God, it works. Wow. By God. Now we know. And this wow. is actually an ad for mane and tail horse shampoo. Logan, what's your favorite thing about Not On? My, you know what my favorite thing about Not On is? His warm hugs. That's my favorite thing about Not On, and if you've ever and if you've ever been hugged by, if you're a lucky lady out there who's been hugged by Not On, or if you are a lucky guy out there who's been hugged by Not On, uh, or just any lucky human being that has gotten a hug from uh, Not On Cho, um, you know what I'm talking about, and you've been transported to that magical place. You've been transported to that warm, it's home. Hmm. That's my favorite thing about Not On. My favorite thing about Not On, man, that dude. He pulls. Oh, he, he, pulls. he pulls. Whether he's a top. Pulls out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or a bottom. Or a bottom. Uh-huh. Oh, he pulling. He is constantly pulling, and I have to admire that. Yeah. Even when he thinks he doesn't going to get it, guess what? Broken clock strikes twice. Yeah. He but can, not on show. He strikes can, about three times. He can crank that in a blitz, dog. No mm-hmm. time at all. Have you ever seen a clock where every number was time to party? That's, that's not that's the broken show. clock yeah. that he's hitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say my favorite thing about you, Nadan, is your spirit. I feel like I feel like once you've encountered the spirit of Nadan, it's mm. something that he remains with you. <laughs> he makes that noise. <laughs> he makes that noise. And I feel leave. like his his joyous heart and his um beautiful humor mm-hmm. yes sir and his yes sir and his uh lovely disposition it just mm-hmm. kind of remains with you mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. once you have once you've had the blessing of being his friend mm-hmm. absolutely no capping no capping not on if you're out there and listening to the show because i are. hope he is out there <laughs> we we love you and for all the other listeners yeah, who okay. don't know who he is yeah. you can go Fuck follow off, him go meet him you yeah, can go, go follow him on, on instagram at not on underscore one two two underscore that's not on n-a-d-a-n <laughs> underscore one two two underscore on instagram yeah, yeah. All right, let's get all right, let's get down down and dirty now that we've talked about not on on the sketch. Okay.
Okay, so my sketch this week, the sketch I write this week, uh, Blake, I'm actually not going to read the stream directions. I'm going to have you read them. I'm going to have you read all the stage directions. Beautiful. Um, Jimmy, I'm going to have you read the character BJ. He's our main character. Got that? He's a two-letter man. Two le- he's a two-letter man. All right. He's a man of letters. And he's young, and he is a nerd, and nobody likes him. He's tiny and frail. Megan, I'm going to have you read the character of Garrett. Garrett is a bully. Garrett. 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 And Garrett, um, I'm going to be honest with you, Megan doesn't have very many lines at all. That's great. Okay, cool. Jimmy, I'm going to have you play Principal Dog. Wait, did I say Jimmy? Yeah. Sorry. Austin, I'm going to have you play Principal Dog, and we can just cut that failure of a sentence. No, I'm keeping it in. Start over. I'm going to keep that in, too. And starting over now, Austin... I'm going to have you play the character Principal Dog. Principal Dog is kind of like the spiritual mentor here, okay? He's kind of like the Gandalf character. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be reading the loudspeaker voice, and I'm also going to be reading Vice Principal V, uh, and those are both very minor characters. Uh, So I'm Logan, and I wrote this sketch, and this sketch is called Planet Earth 5, Welcome to Planet Earth. A teenager, BJ, around the age of 15, is walking very unconfidently down a hallway at his high school. Someone stops him. It's another student. Hey, BJ, you have a date to the Harvest Festival dance next weekend? Um, no, no, I I haven't asked anyone yet. (laughs) Damn, of course you don't. Better get on the ball, nerd. All the hot girls will be taken and then everyone will think that you're a fag. Fuck off. Fuck off, Garrett. I'm on it. On my dick, nerd. You're weird and no one likes you. All the students in the area turn and agree with Garrett. They, in fact, do not like him. BJ starts to walk away as the loudspeaker calls out. Will Buster Jones please report to the principal's office? What? What did I do? BJ heads to the principal's office and steps inside. Buster, please close the door behind you. BJ closes the door. What do you need, Principal Doc? Sit down. Buster, we've been observing some unusual behavior from you. Buster is visibly anxious now and confused. Do you feel out of place here? I, I, I don't understand. It's okay. You can be honest with me. Do you ever feel like you belong somewhere else? I mean, I guess I, I feel different sometimes. Like, I mean, like I'm not everyone else. You very well might not be, Buster Jones. Tell me this. Do you ever have a dream that you're a monkey chasing a banana and the banana has legs and is Italian and chain smokes expensive cigarettes? Uh, yes. Yes, I, I have that dream. It's just as I thought. Buster, follow me. They step into a second room. BJ thought it was just a closet, but it is now revealed to be a large sanctuary-looking area. Buster, walk up to that lever on the far wall there and give it a pull. BJ does what he says, and an archway materializes on the wall, which BJ can see through into some other place. Wow. What, what is all this, Principal Doc? Buster, at this point... You can just call me by my first name. I don't know your first name. It's Pimple. What? My first name is Pimple. Pimple Dog. 
Oh, okay. So where did where does the portal lead? Pimple? It's easier if I just show you. Step into the portal, Buster. BJ steps in, and it opens up on the other side to a wonderful fantasy landscape. There are centaurs running in a pack in a valley below. A dragon swoops overhead and perches atop a volcano about a quarter mile east. BJ is blown away. This is where you truly belong, Buster. This is your true home. BJ turns around and is floored at Principal Dog's new appearance. Holy shit! Pimple! You're a dog! There's a six-foot French bulldog standing behind Buster wearing the principal's clothes, and he speaks. It's okay. This is my true form. I can only reveal myself like this to you here. Jeez, I'm not crazy. This is all real? As real as most things, Buster. Okay, I'm sorry for swearing. You just scared me. That's all right. It's a natural reaction. Now, take off your pants. What? Principal dog! No, it's nothing weird. Don't make it weird. Jesus, kid, look. Just look down there. Oh, fuck. What, What the fuck? BJ takes his pants off to reveal he has goat legs covered in thick brown fur. Pimple? What? What did you do to me? I did nothing. This is you as you truly are, Buster. You're one of the very few beings on this planet able to set foot on such a beautiful and hallowed ground. Really? Yeah. Check this out. Dog walks over to the phone booth next to the portal they came in. He dials a number. Vice Principal V? Yeah, could you come into the back room of my office? They wait a moment, and a woman walks up to the portal. She looks very confused, but she sees BJ. Principal Dog hides because he's a giant dog. (laughs) Tell her to come in here. Uh, hey, Miss V. Come here. I, I need your help. What's wrong with your legs? Nothing. It's uh, it, it's a trick of light. Just come here. She worriedly steps through the portal and immediately bursts into flames, screaming. Oh, why? Oh, God, why? She is burnt up oh and my... disappears. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, what? What the fuck? Why, why would you do that, Pimple? Oh, it's okay. She'll wake up a few years from now in her front lawn. If you die in here, you just wake up in the real world as an alcoholic. <laughs> okay, it, it's, it still seems wrong, though. Also, you, you had me go in first. What if I wasn't a fawn and just had that dream about a banana? Uh, I wouldn't worry about it, kid. This is the beginning of a new chapter in your life. I don't understand. I don't understand, though. What's the point of all this? Am I supposed to stop an evil wizard, or is there some kind of bad guy? I mean, there is an evil wizard, but I don't know what you're going to do about it. What? Why was I brought here, then? Isn't it destiny? (laughs) Destiny's not real, kid. You're a fawn. That's like the weird horny one. If I kicked your knees, I'm pretty sure your legs would just break off. Here, watch. Try to run. BJ tries to run, but he falls over because fawns are a fucking stupid design. Principal Dog laughs at him. Even even in a magical fantasy world, he's still a fucking nerd. Hey, maybe in the next fantasy world, kid. Am I right? <laughs> I'll let you explore a little bit, but if you aren't back by next period, I'll expel you. Buster sits on the ground, bruised up, and waits for a while as the principal leaves back through the portal. Completely defeated, BJ eventually gets up 
and starts walking towards the volcano the dragon landed on. He climbs to the top, he looks down at the lava, and hears the principal mocking him in his head. He thinks for a while, and then he jumps. We cut to a disheveled 30-year-old man waking up on a grassy lawn with an empty bottle of whiskey in his hands. This was an anti-bullying PSA. Yeah. There's so much lore to <laughs> yeah. Buster Jones. Yeah. Man. This one you think you know him. And I like yeah. that he he's not, you know, con- he doesn't have a constraint to a timeline. Mm-hmm. Like it he has an endless. In my mind, mm-hmm. I don't he has an endless yeah. like, he's story. He's, been every, he's yeah. anything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he has access to a multiverse of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Mm. Well, well, I liked it a lot, and I'm glad I that like, you had yeah. me read it. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think the main thing that I will say is that I, I genuinely enjoyed reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see mm-hmm. it developed more, mm-hmm. uh, and I I have to wonder if the anti-bullying PSA was a callback to mine, and is that why you had me read Stage Direction? Say yes. I yes, sure. <laughs> I had you read it because I figured that there were enough twists and turns in the stage directions that I wanted someone who didn't know what was going to happen to read it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would rather have someone else read it than me, so I had you read it. I well, liked that the good. principal that was showing him a magical world was also the one bullying him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be fun no like, rules. Yeah. to write several anti-bullying PSAs uh-huh. and implant them in like... Like a greater thing, like a special or a or a sketch show or whatever. Yeah. Um, have you ever have you ever watched uh, Have a Good Trip, the Netflix, mm. uh, acid like mm. LSD documentary? They do this bit <clears throat> on there. They do two bits. One of which is Adam Scott, um, doing like an anti-drug, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, old like '90s mm-hmm. VCR thing. Mm-hmm. Um. That's one of them. And then the other one is they do this thing. It says, the more you trip. And then it has like a tip. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this would be funny. It's like, it starts off as a sketch that you're like, what the fuck is going on? And Mm -hmm. then at the end, it ends with like the same graphic, like almost like a dare type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I I thought about having like (laughs) a, a a scruff McGruff type character come out and be like, when you bully kids, you know, they jump off volcanoes. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I was like, that's, too much like i I just want to end the sketch i have an idea for you yeah hear me out okay does i actually be really poetic or just really funny okay when uh bj wicks wakes up Mm -hmm. um can he wake up uh and be garrett's dad (laughs) oh god time is it doesn't matter time time is cyclical you know so here's what here's what i'll say is i like that idea i'm gonna write that in a situation where i have more than one hour to work it out to work it out (laughs) Because I did, I did try to have like something like when he wakes up, like more happens. Um, but I was like, anything I write is going to be another page. Like anything I write is going to be in a whole other mm. page of stuff. Um, well, that, that's the so. like the expanded thing because like it works, and it's just yeah, like if you yeah. wanted to go more, that's yeah. where you would go. Or, yeah. You know. Hey Don't man, do. right, cool. Sweet. Let's uh, go to me. This is episode twelve, um, also called John Hughes's Wet Dream. Okay. Mm. All right. So, um, here are the parts we're going to hand out. I'll read stage directions. Logan, you're going to read Autumn. Okay, that's a girl. 
It is a girl, okay. but you don't have to like do like a female voice. You're the protagonist. Okay, I'm gonna do a female voice. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Oh, okay. challenge accepted. Yeah. All right, um, Jimmy, I want you to play Linus. Okay. You um, scared little kid. Cool. Well, hey. you're, you're all high schoolers, but you're Too a really fat. meek guy. You, cool. You'll see from stage directions. Meekman. Uh, Blake, yeah. Hugh, you're Hugh. Like Hugh. Like Jeff Rosenstock, all you do is worry, worry, worry. I don't know, Jeff Rosenstock. That's that's okay. That's uh Should I Google him right now? Uh no, it's fine. He okay. just has Again a t-shirt with the computer. Worry, 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 Megan. I'm gonna Blake worry. with his computer. You just worry. Alright. Uh, and you're playing you're playing Ricky Dick, Megan. Hell yeah. Ricky Dick is such a Megan character. You'll see, you'll see <laughs> who Ricky Dick, Dick is. That's a big Megan energy. <laughs> and now I present to you John Hughes' wet dream. Interior, high school cafeteria day. It's lunchtime at some Midwest, middle-class-looking John Hughes' wet dream of a high school. He said it. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting amidst all the chaos and clicks are three friends, Hugh, Linus, and Autumn. Hugh takes his cosmic brownie out of his brown paper sack lunch, throws it into his PB and banana sandwich, and chows down like a monster. Most of the drippings and some other mysterious juices get in and congeal into the brown paper sack lunch. Linus looks at him in complete disgust and goes back to his monster energy and whatever game he's got on his phone. Autumn has her back to the table, observing all the adolescent animals in front of her. Her school lunch behind her is getting cold, but that doesn't mean she isn't hungry. She's just looking for a particular prey. Something catches her eye. She nudges Linus. Hey, Linus. Linus ignores. Autumn hits him harder. Linus! Ow! Whack! Two o'clock, you dingus. Linus looks in that direction. He gets out of his haunched over position and grows concerned. Hugh, look alive. Hugh stands up like one of those scared prairie dogs. I thought they moved to a different lunch semester. They didn't make playoffs this year, so I guess their schedule got flipped around after a season ended. Maybe they'll let us keep their table. <laughs> I hope they don't. We pan to see what the three have been staring at. Just across the cafeteria... Entering through the doors are the Fly Boys. They're four jock types dressed in full fly fishing gear, bucket hats, camo vests, and a whole lot of lure. They slap fives with a couple of passing by cool kids, but their leader, Ricky Dick, immediately locks eyes with Autumn. The Fly Boys coast through the center of the room and arrive at the fresh meat sitting at their old table. Autumn just stares and cracks a smirk. The other boys are on their hind legs, ready to bounce. Well, well, well. If it isn't Dolphin Girl and the janitor chumps. Dude, come on. That test was like six years ago. It's not even accurate. Oh, yeah? Well, my test said it's I'd be a winner. And look at me. King of the goddamn castle and, and lord this here table... Not the king of pathways, apparently. Ricky Dick gets right up in Linus's face and grabs his collar. What did you say? Uh, you, yeah, uh, you heard him, little dicky Ricky. I am. Stevie. Stevie, one of the flyboys, takes one of his rubber fishing lures, fully covers it in his saliva, and then shoves it into Linus's ear. Linus shudders and holds back tears. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You like that wet Wanda? Ooh, it feels weird, don't it? Come on, that's not necessary. You will leave. 
Not a chance. Double time! Ricky pulls out his own rubber lure and sticks it in Linus's ear. Linus is about to scream when Ricky grabs his mouth shut. Your ears are real wet, aren't they? Stop, please, Autumn. They're... Please make him stop. I can't. Not yet. What? Three. Yeah, you didn't know, little Huey? Autumn here has been suspended three times already. She can't start another fight or else she'll be suspended. Now, come on, Linus. How about one more? No. Ricky signals a third flyboy to pull out yet another wet rubber lure. This time it's going into Linus's nose. Linus's groan is painful, but also slightly sexual. <laughs> Linus, I'm coming! Hugh tries to reach Linus, but the fourth flyboy whips out his collapsible fly fishing rod and hooks Hugh. Jesus. Hugh is dragged across the cafeteria and hogtied. Yeah, sure, three suspensions. That much is true. The fourth flyboy is lining up with the other three boys in front of Linus. But that's not what I meant. Sorry, Autumn. Hard for me to follow, kind of busy traumatizing your friend here. Autumn gets up and walks away about ten paces. What, you running away? (laughs) Classic dolphin girl. Autumn stops in her tracks and starts to stretch. The lures are getting deeper and deeper into Linus. (laughs) Linus sees a fourth lure coming (laughs) for him. (laughs) I meant my current record is three. Autumn starts sprinting towards the flyboys. She snags Hugh's brown sack lunch and puts it right in her crotch. She makes a long jump and jumps right over the heads of the flyboys. Each one is hit in the face with the brown paper sack, getting God knows what on their skin and bucket hats. Autumn sticks to landing and each of the flyboys fall over, dead. Can out of king, my guy. Holy shit, that was awesome. Shh. Autumn puts a finger on Linus's lips. Someone has to clean this up. Oh, oh, god damn it. Toodles. Gotta get out of here before I'm arrested for third degree murder. Autumn skips out of the cafeteria and slaps the top of the doorframe as she goes outside. She's immediately hit by a drunk driver and wraps around a tree with a car. That case was like ten years ago. Fuck me. Five bodies in a car? Better get the big bucket. Linus picks up Ricky Dick and starts to haul him away. Cut the black. It's uh Jesus. It's, uh, <laughs> is this how your thing went in the cafeteria? Uh, this is almost exactly how it went. Yeah. yeah. I used to have an entirely different body, but I was hit by a car so hard that my spirit <laughs> flew out and into a handsomer person that is the body that I have now. Hmm. Um, that's nice. why I'm so good looking. So Hugh nice. orgasmed, huh? No, that was Linus. That was Linus. Oh. No, I I see I see why you would say that because after saying slightly sexual, I did say Linus, I'm coming, Mm -hmm. and so like I I see. I got it. I mm -hmm. got it. I got it. Now I get it. You're coming to help. Yeah, I definitely wrote that joke in there. Linus, I'm coming. (laughs) See, and I said that. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know what the sketch was gonna be. That's the noise when she read. Is this an anti-bullying ad? <laughs> Somehow, yes. Uh, I, I just, think it's pro. I was writing it. I was coming up with the ideas as I was writing it, and you can clearly tell that mm. nothing was planned throughout. Mm. I liked it. I was very planned. Yeah, and I think what it really needed was for um, 
for instead of her to get hit by a car was for her to have like a permanent black mark on her criminal record uh, for just like a harmless prank. It like actually meant nothing. Well, she did kill those four, though. She did. Oh, she murder. killed. Yeah, well, so then yeah, she probably deserves to die. Yeah. 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 yeah Autumn deserves to die. I like the end. It was mm. good. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Um, Toodles. You're, you're met with immediate karma when you kill people with a sack lunch. <laughs> yeah. R slash justice yeah. served. R slash instant karma. And Linus became the janitor he didn't want to be. Yeah. yeah. I really That's liked true. the concept of like these nobodies who have taken over like the cool kids lunch table. Um, and then they're like coming back to like reclaim it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite part was when Linus was like, well, you must not be that good. You got kicked out of the playoffs. Like, yeah. And then that's kind of like what started the like fight fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fight was just not at all what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, uh, the fact that they used the <laughs> the fly fishing Yeah, I was lures. like, when there was a part when it was like they put the lures in his ears and I was like, that you know those have hooks, right? Oh. And I was thinking about it, and then and then it was like the hooks get further into line. So I was like, oh, he's being hooked yeah. in the ears. This is violent. Oh, I was <laughs> this thinking is very like, violent. Just like the rubbery lures. Yeah, the rubbery like, lures that like, just, like before oh, yeah. they hook them. Yeah. yeah, before they hook them, like these yeah. kinds. You know, I, I'm like, sorry, listener. Like these Googling. kinds that you can't see. They can't see, but they're not the. I didn't mean for them to have hooks in them. So yeah. sorry if that. Austin Austin didn't sketch. even Google them. He just pulled some out of his pocket. Yeah. He, his arm, his pockets are just full of fishing lure all the time. He's just wearing fishing gear. He just like he brought in a bass. He's like, "Hey guys, look at this bass I caught." And we're like, "What is a bass?" Yeah. yeah. He's like, "It's a fish." Yeah. Yeah, cool, and we man. don't and we don't know what <laughs> okay. fish are. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Megan. Unless anyone has anything else to say. Nope. No, the only the only thing I was gonna say was the last. I didn't know he was a janitor. Oh right. yeah, that was yeah, a very yeah. Throw, that was Megan a very throwaway line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Megan said that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he was a janitor, huh? Yeah, because uh, I think Ricky Dick said if it isn't Dolphin Girl and the janitor. And the janitor was. Well, so I got that I got that part. The part that I missed was at the end. I know that like he's cleaning, but I guess I just like wasn't thinking about it. Like, oh, he, he actually did become a janitor in the end. Mm. So I guess that's probably because I'm very dumb. Um, I'll make it a little bit more clear. Yeah, but that's I did. I did actually miss that joke until Megan was like, and he, I liked that he did become a janitor at the end. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he was a janitor. I guess that does. That, what that's the kind really of does. layers I like to put in my <laughs> yeah. comedy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Okay, All right. moving on to uh, my sketch. Austin, you're going to play the protagonist. Uh, his name is Rutledge. Uh oh. Okay. Um, he is a hero on a quest, mm. and he speaks kind of properly. Yes. Um, exactly. Perfect. Just like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that little whale that you just did. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly um, how proper people speak. <laughs> Blake, you're going to play Mercer. Uh, the voice of Mercer is uh, similar to that of a bridge troll. Uh, can you demonstrate that's that real quick, just so I know, troll. just so I know what you're talking about? I think you'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> Are we talking like a nasally high pitch bridge troll, or like a I'll let booming? You, it's up to you. What okay. region of Britain is this bridge troll in? <laughs> Logan, you're going to play Davy. Um, she is a hick, but she, uh, so she has a Southern accent, but she talks kind of robotically. So not, I don't know what you mean. There it is. Exactly. (laughs) And then (laughs) Jimmy, you're playing Ellsworth. 
Same thing. So, you, like this, right? Nope. Southern. <laughs> <laughs> like a, you know, a hick. Cool. Great. Um, and then I will play Lady, and I will also read stage directions. Um, so this is my sketch. It is called Lord Lee of Cleveland. We open on a shot of Rutledge's head peeking over the top of a mountain. He is obviously quite tired, as he has been climbing for a while. He sees just in the distance what he's been looking for. Can it be? His pace hurries, his adrenaline pumps so that he no longer looks fatigued. As he gets closer and closer... It has to be! The magic box! We see the box. It is sitting perfectly on the very tip of a mountain peak. It looks almost as if it is being held there, not teetering in the wind in the slightest. Rutledge approaches the box and begins to fiddle with it to figure out how it opens. I can't believe it's real. I can't believe I found it after all these years of searching. Rutledge hears a small click like a latch being unlocked inside and the top of the box floats off. The inside of the box is glowing. A faint green light emits and gets brighter as out floats the Lunesta butterfly. Oh, great one! He kneels. Long have I sought your guidance. The Lunesta butterfly flickers around Rutledge, studying him. Once Lunesta feels confident in Rutledge's character and intentions, she lands slightly on the crown of his forehead, and he feels an attunement with her. She begins to float away, and Rutledge knows he should follow. He feels that she knows where he is trying to go and will guide him there. They make their trek back down the mountain and come to a bridge. Lunesta stops floating quite abruptly, and Rutledge runs into her, and it stops him in his tracks. What is it? Lunesta flies to the other side of the bridge and takes a rest on a small rock as if waiting for Rutledge. Just as he takes a step onto the bridge, he is startled by... Who goes there? A very cute little bulldog with black hair appears in the middle of the bridge. It is I, Rutledge, seeker of the lady from the future. And you wish to cross my bridge? It looks as though I must. Then answer me this. A man called Ingersoll came to my bridge. He was carrying three gold pieces, each weighing one kilogram. I told this man my bridge could only hold 78 kilograms or it would surely break. <laughs> so long. So he must give me one gold piece to cross. But alas, Ingersoll did not share his gold, but crossed my bridge unharmed. How did he do so? Uh, well, I mean, I suppose... Rutledge does not know. He thinks as hard as he can. He taps his head, he taps his foot, he taps that ass. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) Nothing works. Fuck you. (laughs) Finally, just as he is about to give up, he notices Lunesta across the bridge, floating around in what seems to be a dancing pattern. She flips herself over and over in sort of a triangular shape, and Rutledge realizes... Ingersoll juggled the gold pieces. Good. Very good. I wouldn't suppose you have any gold. No good, sir. I do not. But here... Rutledge gives Mercer some meatballs from a brown paper bag. 
The cute little bulldog eats them the up. The little boy, yes. Rutledge safely crosses the bridge, and Lunesta leads them on their way. They travel for several hours until up ahead, Rutledge spies a porta potty. Oh, bless the heavens! I've really got to go! Rutledge does his business, and Lunesta waits outside. When Rutledge opens the door, he is met by several people wearing overalls and no shirts. <laughs> Howdy! Oh, well, hello there. I apologize if I wasn't supposed to use these facilities. Oh, it's no problem. Are you hungry? Traveler. Well, I have traveled many miles with little rest the past few days. I suppose I shan't pass an opportunity for hospitality when I meet it. Follow us, honey. He follows them out to a lake where several others are sitting around with fishing line. Take this. Ellsworth hands him a fishing line with some bait. Oh, I'm afraid I don't know how to fish like this. That's all right. We can teach ya. Rutledge looking at Lunesta. Oh, my sincerest apologies, but I'm afraid I haven't the time. Sure you do. You've got to learn. It's fundamental. Uh, please, uh, I insist. I must be going. Well, you must at least have time for a dance. Uh, I'm... Davy grabs his arms and begins to dance. Others start to gather around and join in. <laughs> Rutledge can't seem to break free. The longer he dances, the more he seems to forget what he was doing here in the first place. He is just about to slip away when Lunesta flies overhead and shines her very brightest. It shakes Rutledge, and he breaks free of the dancing, run as fast, running as fast as he can away from the small village he realizes now that he had stumbled upon. When he feels safe, he slows his pace, and he realizes he's lost Lunesta. Lunesta? Lunesta! He begins looking around violently to find her when he realizes she's flown up. Out of nowhere appears a giant castle. The house of the lady. It's been rumored that only the butterfly could reveal it. Hmm. To the most pure of souls? He bows again to the butterfly. Uh, thank you. Lunesta shimmers her little wings and disappears. Rutledge finds the doors and enters the castle. He makes his way up a long flight of stairs to the lady, sitting stoic on her throne. Who enters? Rutledge swiftly kneels and bows his head. Oh, lady of the future, it is I, Rutledge of Spring, Texas. I have come to seek your wisdom as only you truly know all. Well, I have no reason to doubt your character, as those who find my castle face many challenges. Proceed. What is it you would like to know? Oh, great lady, it has long shook me to my court to know the true reason Lord Lee of Cleveland was condemned. I have heard the tale, and I cannot believe there isn't more to be learned, for Lord Lee has seemingly done nothing other than prove his agility and superiority. Only the most intellectual among men contemplate such things. You are most noble indeed. I shall answer your question, but first you must become fully awake, for what you seek requires more from your current state. Mm, yes, milady, it would be an honor. What is required of me? It is very simple, Rutledge. Just wake up. Mm, I'm sorry? Wake up, Rutledge. Rutledge, wake up. You're going to be late. Milady? We got to an alarm sound going off and Rutledge's mother shaking him in his bedroom. Rutledge, I swear to God, you're going to be late. Rutledge wakes and his mother leaves in a fit. He puts on his janitor coveralls with a badge that says trainer. 
grabs his backpack and leaves for work. The Yo. old. <laughs> I'm. I can't say anything, but hive mind. The hive old. Mind. It was all a dream trick. It was all the, a the dream. old classic. I mean, I I told you it was going to be a dream it by introducing the dream. character of the Lunesta butterfly. <gasps> yeah. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I like that little uh, reference to the Hobbit you had there, where the Gandalf insert uh, uh, reveals Glamdring, <laughs> the faux hammer. And uh, shines a light and breaks all the orcs away from uh, mm. yeah, the people. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that was. That's obviously a reference really to good. Tolkin. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> of course. Shout out to J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, we love you. <laughs> shout out, not on, shout out Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, My if I can just share a little, ooh, a little fun fact with you guys. All of the names that are referenced or used, like character names or like the name that the bridge troll uh, references, are all surnames of people who were in the Constitutional Convention. That is ah. brilliant. <laughs> I forgot we mentioned the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for that. Yeah. So. Did you and look that up? Or is that just, is that just, <laughs> just sitting in my sitting in my little brain? No, I looked it up. <laughs> nice. Mm. It's just sitting around in your little gray matter you got up yeah. there. Between yeah. them ears. Mm. So. I also w- like that when the Lunesta butterfly leaves, it's like that he's going to start waking up because he's not on drugs anymore. I like that Mercer was... I, I like that you told me to read Mercer like a troll and then he's a small bulldog. And then he- <laughs> <laughs> the whole you time so I'm perfect. doing... Yeah, I'm doing that voice and I'm thinking, this dude's a bulldog. Yep. Which was funny and it made me laugh. <laughs> and I fucked up. I fucked up. No, I it was perfect. Stop laughing. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, part you made me laugh so hard, dude. You were making me laugh. <laughs> I hate, I hate laughing. Mm. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, laughing Damn. sucks. Megan is the Lord Lee of Cleveland uh, specific reference that I'm too dumb to understand. Lee yeah. is Logan's middle name. Oh, Cleveland yeah. is the hometown that we are from. Got you. Yeah. Uh, there's also a bunch of Lees in Cleveland. That, I, I thought yeah. you were talking about the college for a second, and then I was like. Either way. Yeah. It was all a dream. I used to read uh, Word Up magazine. <laughs> Little Nesta in my dreams, like a butterfly. Now I'm a janitor. Hey. I think <laughs> I think uh the Lunesta butterfly is is um Buster Jones's Patronus. Oh it is, yeah, dude. For yeah. sure. He's just trying to like chill and take a Write nap. that down. Yeah. That's canon. Yeah. <laughs> canon <So>. check. <laughs> yeah. Damn, okay. Next sketch. Yeah. Let's run it, dude. Let's All right, it. let's We're run it. Freaking hot streak here, boys. All let's, gold this week. Let's get it. All right, so this, I must admit to the listeners, um, is sort of a, a tribute to Logan and Megan being mm-hmm. big fans of cinema mm-hmm. and uh, showing me lots of cinema just mm-hmm. by proxy of being their friends. Hell yeah. And, That's what uh, I like to hear. That's yeah, the attitude dude. I like, Jim. So... I uh, I had already had this idea for the sketch, you know, uh, after a film you guys showed me uh, that I had already seen, but not in the lens of of two friends that really love cinema. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is for you guys, and uh, I would like uh, Logan to play uh, Brussel, okay. and I would actually like Austin to play John. And there's okay. only two characters in the sketch. It's okay. a two-page sketch. Okay. Who are we? Tell <clears throat> us about ourselves. You are you have the attitude of basically a telemarketer. Okay. Um that gets a little too real. Okay. Toward, towards the end. Okay. And you are just a guy uh Austin 
you're you have a day off and you're really not trying to like you know sort of and here we go this sketch is called day off john is watering his plants the morning daylight begins to spill in as the smell of freshly brewed coffee accents his kitchen his wife has just driven off to take the kids to daycare and he knows that she will be at work until at least 6 p.m this evening he has the entire house to himself when he kissed his wife and kids goodbye, he pretended he was really going to miss them, but honestly, he hasn't had a day to himself in a long time and was looking forward to the silence. He tried to consider the last time it was this quiet. The truth of the matter was that the, that the house and maybe even himself weren't filled with this measure of silence for far too long. And as he poured a cup of coffee for himself, he began to feel a release of peace and tranquility that comes with the respect of space from others and time with oneself. Though the moment was interrupted by the ring from a telephone, he looks begrudgingly at his cell phone, but decides it's early enough in the day to make sure no emergencies are worth his attention. He answers. Uh, yeah, who is this? Yes, hello? Is this a telemarketing call? I'm actually kind of busy. No, I'm not a telemarketer. I was just wondering if you had seen the movie Prisoners. Are you a movie guy? Okay, yeah. I uh, like movies. I'm actually in a bit of a hurry, though. Oh, yeah, no problem. I just watched this movie and just thought everyone should see it, you know? So I'm calling around to make sure everyone has seen the 2013 movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, yeah, no, can't say that I have. Wow, really? It was actually nominated for Best Cinematography at the 2013 Academy Awards. Wait, um, who are you with? Friend, I'm just a fan of the movie, and I'm just calling everyone within the 512 area code to make sure everyone has heard of the movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. And did I mention that it was directed by Denis Villeneuve? So you're just calling people about a movie from 2013? Not any movie from 2013. It's got Paul Dano, who plays a character by the name of Alex Jones, not to mention Terrence Howard and Viola Davis. Wait, it's a movie about Alex Jones, the frog vitamin guy? <laughs> you are very funny, John. But Prisoners is not a comedy. It's actually a thriller. Wait, Terrence Howard in a thriller? Wasn't he in Crash? Is this like a Crash sequel? No, this is way different. Terrence Howard plays a man who is very reluctant about torture in this film. Hmm, torture. Well, that sounds intense. Bubba, you don't even know. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a balls-to-the-wall cop named Loki, whose only modus operandi is to capture the abducted daughters of Keller Dover, played by Hugh Jackman, and Franklin Birch, played by Terrence Howard. Hmm. That actually sounds like an amazing cast. And we haven't even gotten to the meat of it yet, Playboy. And don't worry, this is a spoiler-free call. I actually really appreciate that. In a web of suspects and suspense, the tale takes you into the journey of oneself as the cinema expands into the depths of love and despair, a bond between a child and father and hope and tragedy, with psychological nuance that will leave you questioning the deepest meanings of life. Hmm. Wow. The fear of love and loss will penetrate your being until there is only a question left within you. But that is a secret question that only you know. And that answer to the question will reveal a reflection of yourself that only you can see. This is a movie? Is it? Hello? Hello? Is it on Netflix? God damn it, answer me! Hello? <laughs> 
That was amazing, yes! dude. That's so fun. Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy, that movie's so good. Hey, and if, if you haven't watched uh, Prisoners, Shout out definitely Prisoners. watch Prisoners. Dennis Villeneuve, yeah. he, made, he made Arrival. He's putting out Dune next year. He He's a brilliant Ooh. director. Yeah. Everyone Sicario. go watch his 2013 dude, film, Sicario. Prisoners. <laughs> Enemy. I like Sicario 2 more. Sicario's great. Look, if you're not... Dila de los Muertos, Sicario 2. No notes. Move on. Let's go to Blake. Blake. I, well, can I just say, Jimmy, I thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was really that, sweet. That scene, that scene meant a lot to me because um, I love that movie very much. And cinema is a big part of my life. And Jimmy, right. I love you very much. Yeah. Oh, cool, dude. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to listen to that sketch just on its own sometimes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this this thing every day did you jimmy did yeah. you at the very at the end of it when he's saying all the in a web of suspects and he says the fear of, of love and loss will penetrate all that yeah did you write that yeah so you like the movie the dome. that's off the dome yes yeah, so that you was like, incredible yeah. so you liked the movie i like the movie yeah it's a good movie it's a good movie dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well that was awesome yeah and uh, I suppose. <laughs> okay, Brian Deloach is the main character. It's, he's going to be read by Austin. Yeah. I wrote brooding and pensive. I didn't have to do that, but that's kind of how he is. <laughs> mm. um, and you'll know why when you read it. Joe Mathman, Joey Mathman. Um, <laughs> you are uh, you are uh, Brian Deloach's good pal, good buddy. You're confident and pally, and you just you just know what's right for a guy. You and know? he didn't you, have to write that. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have to write that. I didn't you know, have to write any of this shit. I'm an incre- I'm an incredibly thoughtful thoughtful yeah, person. That was you a gift. To show up today. Yeah. You chose to go to work. My presence is a present. Kiss my ass. Yes. Amen. Uh, Sybil, the librarian. Uh, you will be played by Megan. Megan, you <laughs> you'll be playing Sybil, the librarian. Got it. You're soft spoken. You're a librarian. Uh, that's not your only role. Don't be discouraged. I'm not. Uh, sexual Eddie is, uh, aged and content. Um, that's your general mannerism. You're, uh, you, Jimmy, are playing Sexual Eddie. Officer Scorpion, SRO. Uh, you are Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and that's Kombat. my new your NBC other sitcom character. I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a procedural it's scor- sitcom? It's Scorpion, but he inherits like a, a family. Yeah. Oh, it's like family matters. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's literally like, yeah. But, but with, with the chain spear <laughs> yeah. and fire. Yeah. Um, Bernadette Sanders, it. NASA's career oracle. You are a... You, Megan, I'm will be... That's your main role. I don't know why I put that last for you. Not that it matters. Um, you're an oracle. Got it. Uh, I put old and croaky because that's what I want your voice to sound like when you read it. You're like old. Like uh, Carol Burnett? You're an old woman. Yep. Got it. But you're professional. And damn it, or you not. did a good job. Uh, I wrote here oracle in all caps because I didn't write Bernadette Sanders and I just added that in last last minute. Um so Oracle is you. Is that uh, oh no, I get it. I'm I'm reading auxiliary characters, passenger and assistant, and stage direction. This is career path. There is a congregation in the school's gymnasium. Brian Deloach and Joey Mathman sit next to each other near the top of the gym's bleachers as the Oracle de- details the kids' futures one by one. Brian Deloach. 
Brian gives Joey a nervous glance as he stands slowly and starts his trek down the bleachers towards the oracle. As he reaches the bottom, the oracle closes her eyes and reaches her arm out. Her name tag looks very decorated, reading Bernadette Sanders, NASA CPO, or Career Path Oracle. As he nears the small table in front of her, she finds him with her hand and clasps his forehead. Her hand is surprisingly papery and soft. Your future is bright. Not terribly bright, though. Yes, your path has been illuminated. You will be a sanitation engineer, and if you work hard enough, a custodial educator. Little Brian Deloach is stunned. This surely was not the path he had envisioned for himself. He hesitates to turn around, and the oracle notices as she slowly opens her eyes. Go, child. You have only so much time for your school. But is there a way to find a new path? I mean, I've already started studying the Tennessee style of fly fishing. Unfortunately, that is incredibly rare. I made it into my position with NASA's Regional Career Prediction Program after many years of personal education and training. In all my days on the job, I have never been wrong. I am sorry, but you must accept this for yourself. It's a stable job and you will prosper. Talk to my assistant later and he will direct you to an internship. Goodbye now. Brian sighs and contemplates his future as he trudges back up the stairs to his seat next to Joey. What did she say? Uh, she said I'm going to be a janitor. Oh, there's no way. Don't worry, dude. I'm sure there's a mistake. You've been working towards a career in competitive fly fishing for years now. Surely she's wrong. She said she has never been wrong, though. I, I don't know, dude. What am I going to tell my parents? Hey, at least you have a career. They can't be mad about that. Yeah, I guess. The oracle works through the list slowly as Joey begins to contemplate his future life. Surely there must have been a mistake. As the oracle finds the last few letters of the alphabet, he begins to plot. He alone will decide his future. He continues to plot and plot as he waits in line for his internship assignment. He reaches the front. Ah, yes, little Brian DeLoach. It says, uh, it says here you'll be... Talking to old Ed, the school custodian. Nice man. You'll like him a lot, I think. You'll find him uh, waiting in the cafeteria. Next! Brian walks off alone towards the cafeteria, a dark aura seemingly emanating from his determined brow. Uh, you, you, Brian? Yes. Hi. Uh, take a seat. We're just about to start. Uh, class, you're here today because you were selected for a future in the sanitation engineer class. As far as you're concerned, this is your life now. I would imagine most of you are not thrilled. I certainly wasn't upon being selected for the program when I was still in school. Uh, however, I was very surprised after I started. Uh, it's a staple job and, you know, can be quite peaceful. It's not glamorous, but at least it's not full of stress and surprises. Just think, you could have been deemed aggressive and ended up in the labor camps. Personally, I think you've got a great future ahead of you. 
uh, work hard enough, and some of you might find yourself as regional or even national custodial educators, I don't know. Uh, this is, of course, just the introduction, and we will have plenty to cover over the coming semesters. I look forward to helping each, you, each and every one of you develop into your future selves, and of course, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to ask me at any time. <laughs> Later that night, Brian is brooding at his desk, looking longing, longingly at the pictures of his catches over the year. He reaches out and grabs his National Trout Fishers trophy and is fiddling with it when he gets a call from his buddy, Joey Mathman. Hey, man. How did your class go? Hated it. That bad? Oh, sorry, man. Who was your internship with? Ed, the, the school janitor. Oh, shit. You got sexual Eddie? Yeah. Why do you call him that? Oh, it's a running, it's a running joke that my brother told me. Apparently... Ed used to teach sex ed when the school's budget was really thin five years ago. He wouldn't let any of the kids watch the sex ed film and insisted on narrating what was happening. Apparently, he had a boner the whole time. <laughs> oh. Anyway, man, I gotta go. Mom's yelling at me for dinner. Hey, I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for calling. Later, dude. Brian goes over to his bed and lies down. He contemplates how he would realize his dream of being a career fisherman as he drifts off to sleep. The morning comes and Brian scrambles into his clothes. He walks to class with a newfound determination. He sits through his class with sexual Eddie and confronts him after class, taking him up on his offer to answer questions from yesterday's class. Sexual Eddie. What the fuck did you just call me, boy? Sexual Eddie. That's your name, right? You watched the sex ed video all for yourself and got a boner in front of all those kids? Sexual Eddie starts to sweat, his eyes darting about to make sure no one else heard of his old nickname. All right, all right. What do you want? I am not supposed to be a janitor. Sanitation engineer. Whatever. I'm supposed to be a fly fisherman. I've worked my entire life to become one. I'm already successful at it. Did you talk to the Oracle? Yes. And she told you you were supposed to be a sanitation engineer. Yes, but she's wrong. Well, it's rare, but they have been wrong before. They won't admit it because they don't want anyone snooping around. Their system works, and it keeps the peace. How can I change it? It's really risky. And you could potentially ruin your life. Your family would be put in danger. Still interested? Yes. All right. All right. Calm down. Go to Sybil, the librarian. She has successfully changed her career. It's a secret, and she will pretend not to know what you are talking about. You need to threaten her. She is a very beatable person and can be intimidated. Push her to give you her rerouting manual. It contains the algorithm needed to rewrite one's future. It can help you on your journey. Be careful. Once the book is moved from her possession, the school's SRO will be alerted. He's a dangerous man and carries a spear on a chain. He is very accurate. For years, kids have died mysteriously at his hands. They were all after the book. Go. I can't give you details. Good luck, Brian DeLoach. Brian nods and sets out. As he is walking, he calls Joey and explains his plan. His one request? Meet in the library with lunch. Preferably mom's spaghetti and meatballs in a brown sack. <laughs> they meet in the library. Hello, young man. 
How may I help you? Brian realizes how little time he has and immediately threatens to establish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brian realizes how little time he has and immediately threatens to savagely beat the librarian if she doesn't hand over the rerouting manual. Scared shitless, she quietly slides the book to him in a brown paper bag. Good luck, little Brian DeLoach. Brian scrambles towards Joey, going to hand off the paper sack with the manual. Officer Scorpion, uh, Officer Scorpion appears abruptly at the door, witnessing the exchange. Hey, get over here! Officer Scorpion flings his chain spear at Joey, <laughs> impaling him and pulling him towards the door. Brian screams and quickly flees through the second story window. As he hits the ground, he cuts himself all over his arms and face. He lets out a cry and immediately starts to run for the subway. Meanwhile, the officer rifles through a dead Joey's belongings. He abruptly finds the brown paper sack in his bag. He opens it, only to find a delicious serving of spaghetti and meatballs. He screams a hellish scream and sets out. Brian DeLoach finds himself sobbing and bleeding in the subway train. He wonders if his sacrifice could ever be worth it. As the train departs, another passenger reaches over to console him and check on his injuries. Son, are you, uh, gonna be okay? Yeah, uh, I'm fine. Thank you. You're bleeding a lot. Do I need to call someone? Uh, oh, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll clean it up. Brian starts to wipe him, himself off with a spare shirt. He gets on his hands and knees and scrubs his blood from the floor and seat. You'd make a great sanitation engineer, you know. Have you ever looked into your school's program? Brian slowly stops, his eye twitching. He sheds one single tear as the camera pans out above the train. To be continued. Damn. Oh, damn. This was a hive mind episode. Yeah. Like, I was literally, like, as I was writing my sketch earlier, I was like, Man, we really haven't had one where like we all write super similar sketches. Yeah. I feel like today was the first time, man. I guess it's just because like the idea of a sorting hat woman yeah. Yeah. You that you're going to be a janitor <laughs> yeah. is so compelling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No one wants that. Yeah. Also, when everybody has the same four or five jobs, like, yeah. Yeah. That you realize like they've done no research. Yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. counselor, a doctor, or like a pastor. Dolphin yeah. trainer. Yeah. I, do. I love so it. Well, you I, got dolphin trainer? Yeah. I thought about putting, yeah. I thought about making the character in mine a dolphin trainer, but I, I seriously thought everyone else was going to do shit with dolphin trainer. And so then I was like, oh no, I'll highlight the one that Austin said. Yeah. And then we all went for the one Austin said. Because we're not afraid of being dolphin trainers, but we're afraid of being janitors and janitor teachers. Hyphen T. Dolphin trainers are badass. And yeah. I actually also do really think it's funny the idea of, of a person who tells you what job you're going to be but only knows like five jobs. That's super funny. <laughs> and that's their job. Yeah. Like they don't want that job. Yeah, no. They, someone told them yeah. they had to be that. So, like, Shit. Yeah, he's like, I don't fucking know a cook. You're a cook. And he's like, there's 90 other cooks at the school. Well, what do you want me to do about it? I'm doing my job. You do your job. That's like when you ask like a five-year-old which crayon you should use. Yeah. And they're like, mm, this one. Yeah. This You're one. a driver. 
You're, you're a, a driver. You're okay. Yelp. Here's the Danger Junior version of that. Yeah. We all give them the test, and then everyone's answer is Liberator of Nations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Wow, really good. I I'm, yeah. I I don't have anything. I want to know. I want you to continue it. It says to be continued, I really and wanted I to yeah. as well. I want to know. I'm I'm fully invested. It's very yours. I think is very dystopian. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I which I really like. Yeah, I really like that. Worldy. I think, uh, and I, obviously, like. <laughs> Go ahead. Obviously, you can expand the library scene. Yeah, I well, that's the point. You Obviously, said, this always happens. He said realizes, 15 minutes, and I'm like, realizes ah! how how <laughs> little time he has. Yeah, that was actually. I think that was like less than 10 minutes at that point because mm-hmm. I was like, shit, I gotta, I gotta. This 15 minutes was like, I they were I, still in the bedroom, like talking on the phone. I was like, oh, I was, the, yeah. I mean, you. I don't even feel like you have to add that much dialogue because it's it's an action scene, you know. So it's like just literally describing how he beats the shit out of this grown woman. Yeah, um, it was, and I probably could have done a better job, but I wanted him to have that conversation. Oh at no, the end we needed we needed the engineer. ending that we got. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. glad that you kind of skipped mm-hmm. it. If it there was, was anything great. to, if there were any darlings to kill, it would have been that scene. It's the librarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great. I want to yeah, know. I, really I want to know what happened. I liked. Uh, I liked that you actually used Scorpion. Uh, a scor- that was a good, Officer that was a good Scorpion one. SRO. Officer Scorpion. Yeah. I I would like to to have written scenes with with Scorpion just like walking around the hall. Yeah, I'd like to see a scene where a principal's like, I mean, we would fire him, but like he's got a spear on a chain. <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to do? Do I tell him yeah. to leave? I didn't even hire him. He just—he's here. He's been here. The, the whole Oracle time. told him to show up. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> he's, he's probably want, not thrilled about that job either. I just want to. I just want Officer Scorpion their jobs. to be like serious about his lunch breaks. He's like, yeah. I go. I take an hour lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I take a full hour. Like, people keep like people keep like eating his food in the fridge, and he's like, Who's taking my food? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he can never Deborah, figure it out. Deborah, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Yeah. I, I take a you. full hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's caught yeah. in the system, but he has like yeah. so much power. It's been fifty-five minutes, Deborah. <laughs> I got five minutes Don't to go. Text me yet. Yeah. Could you imagine like someone who does the career tests and they purposely put people in jobs that they hate? So that hopefully they go and liberate the system and just tear it down. That's the ghost in the machine. That's the ghost, the ghost in the, in the machine, machine, baby. And that's what the Oracle here. Yeah. Bernadette Peter. Bernadette. Peters, Bernadette Sanders. Bernadette Sanders. Yeah. Bernadette Peterson. Who's that? Uh, the character on Big Bang Theory. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, mm. probably. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a Richard Linklater movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anything else for Blake? I don't know. Blake Keep was great. It, it was colorful. Um, it was sexy. I want to get impaled. That's all. I noticed. I'm sorry. I know we're trying to end the podcast. I noticed that once and for all, every time I break, it's always unexpected violence that does it <laughs> without fail. You're yeah. a gore man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're a gore man. Blake Gorman Brown. That probably says something about me, and I'm, I'm so Athens. sorry to my parents. I think uh, Joey should I don't get know more, what went wrong. Should get more maimed. Joey from Friends. <laughs> When he, gets, I, when he gets hooked from Scorpion, more things should happen to him. Scorpion pulls 
I wouldn't mind screaming Pulls there. Joey Mathman towards like him with the chain. Oh, the chain does not my guts hold in my body. Oh. and rips his insides out. Oh. Joey's still alive. And Joey's describing to pick everything that happened. So that's what color my body. liver is. Oh, oh. No. Yeah. Joey's surprised. <laughs> it, it hurt on the outside, but surprisingly doesn't hurt so bad on the inside. I guess you don't have as many nerves in there. Wow, this always works out in movies, helping out their friend escape or doing the, the big thing. You help out the hero, you live, but I guess he, I don't. He hit me right in the belly button. Oh. I mean, incredible accuracy. <laughs> Why is his face a skull? <laughs> oh, thank God he's going on his lunch break. <laughs> Yes, leave me here, please. Yeah. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky it's noon. <laughs> this is all canon. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. Uh, I guess a little housekeeping before we go. Guys, if you are liking the show yeah. and you want to help us out, yeah. best way to help us out is keep listening to the show. Buy mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. And follow us. Days. Follow us on all the social media. I think that's a, the... the best part about spotify is you can follow us and know exactly when we drop mm-hmm. a, a hot new episode mm-hmm. and, and, and if you're if your podcast hosting site does allow reviews for some reason algorithm i don't give a shit what that means just write you know five star reviews help if you if you think we're a five star and you show. can shit on us in the five star review but you don't care just make stars. it five stars yeah. 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 yeah unless you can give up to 10 then give 10 stars for sure don't be stingy yeah i don't I didn't. We deserve it. We earned if it. If you add extra stars in the comments, I think that's how it works. Yeah. Are oh, there? Yeah. What? What do you give? I've never seen a there's, audio. There's reviewing on thing Apple, right? Can... On Apple, yeah. If you do the Apple and you do five stars, it yeah. puts you higher in the algorithm. And let me just put a oh, warning I, out there, dude. I do Spotify. If you, so. if you give us a bad review. <laughs> wow, Jeremy, Whoa. that's not okay, man. But it's cool. Like we want your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we love constructive criticism. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good bit. It's such a good bit. (laughs) All right, bye-bye now. The Danger Junior Writer's Room is a Danger Junior production. Come sock. Produced by Austin Zessen, Logan Baggerly, Megan Castleberry, Jimmy D, and Blake Brown. Come sock. Engineering by Jim D and Blake Brown. Comsock. Edited by Austin Zessen. Comsock. Theme song by Blake Brown, Jimmy D, and Logan Baggerly. Comsock. Make sure to follow this show and all Danger Junior Productions at DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. That's Danger Junior Productions spelled DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. Comsock. All right. She dead now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.